For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Celeste Simmons. Today I'm here with Peter Schuler, East Region Training Coordinator for the Idaho Department of Parks and Recreation. We are here today to talk about avalanche awareness classes here in Idaho. Thank you for meeting with me today, Peter. Thank you for having me, Celeste. So let's just start off with how big is the avalanche risk here in Idaho, especially in eastern Idaho? So eastern Idaho has an avalanche fatality problem among recreational users, uh, especially among motorized users. But in general, uh, you could say that we're winning or leading a race that we don't even want to be participating in. And that's with respect to avalanche fatalities. So a lot of people don't know this, but despite being more or less the least populous region of the state, Eastern Idaho actually leads the state by a pretty big margin in avalanche fatalities. Statistically speaking, we account for about 65% of avalanche fatalities statewide. Um, Now, in the state as well, we have, I want to say over the last 25 years, snowmobilers specifically account for the vast, vast majority of avalanche fatalities. That is a huge statistic, 65%. And you are part of uh, putting on presentations that help people learn more about avalanche safety, correct? That is correct. So at the Idaho Department of Parks and Recreation, one of our primary missions in the wintertime is to reduce that number we just talked about and to make sure that people are well-informed, well-educated, and well-trained so that when they're out recreating on the snow, they can make good decisions or more well-informed decisions with respect to where they're traveling, um, uh, all of their decision-making, what gear they bring, that type of thing. So as far as our avalanche classes go, uh, one thing that I can't stress enough is that they're free and available to the public. So our classes are two-day classes Uh, In the evenings, generally on Friday evenings, we have a two, two and a half hour avalanche awareness presentation course, which is really, we're not trying to get too into the weeds of snow science or go above people's heads. Our goal with these is that you can come in more or less not even knowing what an avalanche is and come out with a really solid knowledge base on everything from the safety gear you need to being able to recognize avalanche hazard through terrain and weather and things like that to um, being able to understand the, I guess, basics of companion rescue. So that's our presentation and that's our avalanche awareness presentation. Now, the second part of our class is our companion rescue clinic. And this is a snowmobile based class where we go out, ride out on the snow and we simulate avalanche burial scenarios using transceivers and burying them. And then people have to use their equipment, the prime three primary pieces of avalanche safety equipment being the avalanche transceiver, or commonly known as the beacon, the shovel, and the probe. And we will stay out there as long as people are willing to get them comfortable with using their safety gear. Because when it comes to avalanche burials, Time is the critical factor, and the faster that you can get someone excavated out of the snow and get them their airway clear, the higher likelihood of survival. One thing I want to stress with the classes is that if, for example, you don't have a snowmobile um, and you're thinking, oh, well, now I can't go because it's, you know, it's a two-part class and I can't do the second portion out on the snow because you're riding, um, that's no worry at all. Please come to the presentation if you're able. 
Uh, sure, of course, it's better to go out and practice with our gear, and that's uh, sort of the culmination of our class. But some education is better than no education. So I just wanted to make sure that people understand that um, our classes are designed to be as accessible as possible. I mean, Exhibit A, they're free, right? Uh, but yeah, we, we just want to try and reach as many people as we can with this because ultimately, you know, when you when you talk about it as a number, it doesn't quite hit you as much as actually talking to people who've been involved in avalanches and lost loved ones to it. It's really of, I can't overstate the importance of trying to uh, reverse this trend that we're seeing in this region of the state. And I read online that your goals for this program are to understand basic trip planning. What are some basic facts that we should know when it comes to trip planning in regards to avalanche safety? That's a great question, Celeste. So when it comes to route planning uh, in the backcountry as a backcountry traveler, to avoid avalanches, there are a lot of different factors that you're observing, but we can really simplify uh, a lot of that and look at just a few things and operate by just a few principles that can massively reduce or sometimes even entirely eliminate our chances of being caught in an avalanche in the first place. Uh, the number one thing that I would stress is on any slope that is prone to avalanching, which to clarify is any slope of 30 degrees steepness or greater, avalanches can uh, occur in slopes between about 25 and 60 degrees, but really 30 to 45 degrees is what you want to be on the lookout for. And you can even carry an inclinometer in your pocket to uh, gauge this. But that's one thing that's kind of, I don't know if this is the right way to describe it, but something that's kind of cool about avalanches is that even though snow science is a very inexact science, there are some very solid conclusions that we can take away from them. So first and foremost, 30 to 45 degree slopes can avalanche. Now, that doesn't mean that you're safe from avalanches if you're not on a 30 to 45 degree slope, as we know, avalanches deposit snow in massive amounts and at high speeds downhill. So you can be on a zero degree slope, but if you're adjacent to a 40 degree convex rollover and a massive chute, you're still in pretty serious avalanche danger. But 30 to 45 degree slopes is one thing to look out for. Now, another is that specifically on those slopes, and I guess this is all one point because I mentioned this beforehand as being in relation to that 30 to 45 degree slopes is one at a time. So travel one at a time across the slopes or across any area that is of risk to having an avalanche occur. Does that make sense? So one at a time, practice one at a time on high risk areas or on any area that is prone to avalanching or avalanche danger, and then 30 to 45 degree slopes, be able to identify those and cross them one at a time, or maybe don't cross them at all, depending on the avalanche forecast that day. But those are really, uh, there are a lot of different factors when it comes to terrain, weather, the snowpack, and ourselves when it comes to making avalanche uh, decisions or travel decisions. But those, really those two are really, you could say that one tip of be able to recognize 30 to 45 degrees and then travel one at a time across exposed or risky areas, that can massively cut down on your risk right there. And with this area being a snowy area and very popular for skiing, especially with Targi Resort being so close, 
What would you say to skiers regarding avalanche safety? How can they still enjoy the sport while staying safe? So there are a couple different uh, things to look at there. First and foremost, something that you have to understand is that front side or um, resort skiing, while no area on a mountain ever is entirely safe from avalanche danger, uh, resorts, skiing resorts have ski patrol, which do lots and lots of active avalanche mitigation. So if anybody's familiar with, they use lots of different devices, a lot of different explosives, stuff like that to reduce avalanche danger in that area. Now, when you get into side country or specifically backcountry skiing, you're now entering an area that has not received any avalanche mitigation efforts at all. And this is where being able to get the avalanche forecast from one of our forecasting centers and then make well-informed decisions based off of that forecast is really, really important. So a lot of people are unfamiliar with this, but just as we have a weather forecast, we have avalanche forecasts for large parts of our region and the state in general. Um, So like, for example, the Sawtooth Avalanche Center, the Bridger-Teton Avalanche Center, the Gallatin National Avalanche Center, uh, the Utah Avalanche Center. Now, a lot of those you heard, you probably are going, oh, well, that's in Wyoming or that's in Montana or that's in Utah. But they have large areas of overlap into the state of Idaho that they're forecasting for. Now, that's one of the things we actually cover in our class is how to interpret and understand an avalanche forecast. They're fairly straightforward, but there are some really key things that are important to understand with them to make a truly well-informed decision. Where are you having avalanche safety classes in the upcoming weeks? We have preseason classes that run from late October or early November through the end of December, and these are presentation-only courses to sort of whet people's appetite for avalanche safety, if that makes sense. Now, from January through February, this is our primary two-day course uh, season. So our two-day courses, we hold almost always on Friday evenings and then full Saturdays. And the reason why is because to serve members of the public, most people work a standard work week and will get that Saturday off. So they can come to a Friday night and then a Saturday out on the snow. Uh, We've already done one of our full-day courses, which is generally the first weekend in January. We'll hold those. And like I said, we'll run those through the end of February. So upcoming, I would highly encourage people, we have a January 27th Idaho Falls um, presentation at 6 p.m., and this will be at the IDPR, or Idaho Department of Parks and Recreation, region office, Uh, in Idaho Falls. So that's 4279 Commerce Circle in Idaho Falls. Uh, We already have a lot of people signed up for that, um, including quite a few of the Bonneville County Search and Rescue Group. And um, yeah, just great numbers for that. So we will likely be bringing out additional instructors for that. So that's going to be awesome. And then our January 28th or Saturday uh, field session for that class is 9 a.m. out of the Bone Road parking lot Now, that is subject to change depending on snow conditions as we need to have sufficient snow to bury bags. But everyone who comes to the January 27th, which I should state is at 6 p.m., classroom portion will be getting updates on that, uh, on where we're going to go. And I'll also reach out. Anybody who uh, pre-registers, which uh, we'd really like people to pre-register for these classes so we can have a good idea of how many students we're going to get. We like to maintain a 1 to 10 instructor to student ratio. 
But beside the point, anybody who pre-registers and I have their contact info, I will also let them know uh, as things may change. How can someone pre-register for the Avalanche Awareness presentation? So to pre-register for either the presentation or the field session, you can go to reced.idaho.gov and uh, find a list of our classes there and sign up. You can also find Avalanche classes statewide available on the Idaho Snowmobile Program Facebook page or on the Idaho Department of Parks and Recreation events calendar. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me today, Peter. This was a lot of good information that we need to be aware of, and thank you for the presentations that you and your team are putting together. Thank you for having me, Celeste.